0: G'day everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Australian Property Investment Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Christie-David. You may you may know that I run a mortgage broken business called Atelier Wealth. Uh, with our podcast, we like to bring in people that uh, know exactly what they're talking about, and I refer to them as best in breed. And I'm going to be very biased because what we're doing the moment are doing a behind the scenes on our team. So yeah, best in breed is what I'm going to call them. Uh, Trinity Matt will join us for a chat that has a nice little ring to it. G'day Trin, how you doing?
1: Hey Aaron, I'm well, how
0: are you? I'm wonderful, thanks. Just before we kick off, I want to reiterate that this is a chat that's general in nature and not intended to give advice. So if you do need advice, please do seek out a professional. We are professionals, but the show doesn't give advice. Uh, Get go, go figure. But anyway, <laughs> Trin, how you doing?
1: I'm really good. Yeah, yeah. thanks Ex- for having me
0: back. Not at all. Repeat offender. Yeah, you must have done something right, because <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah. you know what, people have reached out and said, "Hey, we we love Trin's episode. Oh, awesome! Uh, I think you were pretty candid and 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 open and honest about your journey, mm-hmm. and we want to kind of go there a little bit today. Take people on, I guess, where you've been and how you have got to this point and what's next for you on mm-hmm. on terms of the Trinity Matt story as well, and few things have changed. So we said we caught up in July. Actually, do you remember it? Because it was freezing. I had a jumper on that day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember it uh, clearly. And times have changed. We're now coming to summer, uh, Christmas break. So take me through, when you reflect on the year, because you've been with us for just over a year now. So when you reflect on your time and coming into, because it was cutting your teeth in mortgage broking, Mm. right? So maybe what we do is we go back a step and say, take us through your your career to date before joining uh, Atelier Wealth.
1: Sure. So career to date... I left high school. I got a job with a law firm in Wollongong, yeah. doing a Cert Three in Business. Yeah, because that's what I wanted to do from the get go. I wanted to be in business.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so I did my Cert Three in Business yeah. with my law firm uh, in Wollongong, and then I moved on to a conveyancing firm. So after yeah. I think it was four years at the law firm, did everything from reception to wills and estates. Uh, property law Mm -hmm. was where I landed. And then I um, was very fortunate. I got poached by a conveyancing firm in Wollongong as well. Yeah. Moved over there as a conveyancing assistant. So, it was purely conveyancing, which was good for me because at that point in time, that's what I thought I wanted to do. Yeah. So, I did my associate degree in law, major in conveyancing. Yeah. I got to the end of my associate degree. So, November last year or October, sorry, last year. Yeah. And I got cold feet. Yeah. I was, um, I panicked a little bit. I was like, I have to like pull my big girl pants up and be a conveyancer. Yeah. And I, I yeah, panicked and I was like, I don't know if this is what I wanted to do. So I got the, uh, got on to seek, saw two job listings for a client services role or like an entry level role in mortgage broking. Cause mm. I thought, I'd give that a go. You know, same sort of a different coin. Yeah. The other job listing that I applied for, I, didn't even get a call back. I, I was very fortunate. I got a call back from Atelier Wealth yeah. and um, went through the process and now I'm here.
0: Nice one. Yeah. So what was it, the opportunity? Like, I mean, not even about us, right? But just more for yourself in that crossroads in your career where you go, yeah. I've studied it. <laughs> I'm not sure this is right for me. I've worked in the industry, so you've seen firsthand. Mm. What was that turning point, do you think?
1: Um, I really don't know. I think it was, I suppose, imposter syndrome. I was very much of the view that I'm only a young person. How could I be giving legal advice to people? Mm. Looking back now, I feel like I was very capable and I could have absolutely done that. But I also felt like it just wasn't where my heart was. Yeah, okay. I loved both of my jobs, the people I worked with, it was just, I loved helping people as well, helping yeah. people buy their homes and, and guiding them. It just wasn't where my heart was. Yeah. Fair enough. And I wanted to try something new as yeah. well. I feel like I kind of fell into that industry yeah. and yeah. mortgage broking was something that I wanted to do, whereas law and conveyancing was something that I fell into. Yeah. I think- that um, was a big impact
0: as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, coming into, and you probably had the fortune of working with a lot of brokers. So, you probably knew a little bit about yeah. broking, mortgage broking, and the proposition prior to joining. A year and a bit later, what do you feel you've learned well, you know to be true about mortgage broking? I've
1: always been an advocate for mortgage brokers right. from day one yeah. because I know that they're way better than the banks. Okay. The banks are.
0: Okay. <laughs> Having said that, you know, our industry is not perfect either. So no, that's right. Out. I've yeah. dealt
1: with a lot of bad mortgage brokers in as well. days. Yes, yeah. definitely. So I think that was another thing that I really connected with Atelier yeah. Wealth was the fact that you guys hold yourself to such a high standard. Whereas I just didn't see that with a lot of other brokers. Right. Having gone through a mortgage broker myself to purchase my property, I know that they're... You know, he was obviously a good broker
0: and I really- Which is what we want for everyone, right? Being good hands and great support. He
1: was a good broker and I really resonated with with them. Unfortunately, I just, you know, obviously there was no opportunity there for me. Right. Not that I reached out, but just didn't happen. Yeah. But I I remember when I started at Atelier and spoke with Bernie about getting a, a cash out loan, I emailed my existing broker and I basically broke up with him. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't remember yeah. that actually. It was, we were like, how do we say this nicely? Because yeah. we didn't want to be responsible. Like, if you've got a great relationship, totally. I mean, one of our other team members has a great relationship with their broker. I'm like, don't don't feel the need to bring it here. If you've mm. got a great relationship, keep it there, for example. Yeah.
1: Totally, yeah, yeah. But I emailed him and I was like, I just want to let you know the only reason is because <laughs> I moved on to another firm. You know." And he, he was like, best of luck. I wish you the best of luck. And I, I think totally. that's really important. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So a year in, uh, what's some of the things that when you look under the hood in broking that you go, oh, this has maybe caught me off guard or I didn't know this about Holwich broking? Aaron,
1: everything. <laughs> Literally everything. I, I, I thought, I really thought that I knew a lot. Yeah. And then I realised that I don't, I knew a very, very tiny piece of the puzzle. Yeah. There's so much I'm learning every day. I'm learning. There's mm. so many factors, so many different variables, but that's what I love about it. Mm. I think conveyancing was very mundane to the point there wasn't a lot of variables. Whereas mortgage broking is such a like wide variety of variables and um, yeah. different options, and which I think is really good.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's almost what you want in conveyancing, right? You want standard. That's right. Do you want like a contract is a contract. That's right you're reviewing and yeah you're generally you should be giving this almost similarish advice like know your rights know what's in the contract to sale do your due diligence away you go and then decisions made by the purchasers and by the client whereas yeah you take broking for example i mean that's what the name atelier is it's be, it's customized, it's, mm. it's studio, it's, it's bespoke because every single loan doesn't matter. We're trying to like, remember, we did that for that person, Bell's different. Remember, we did something similar for them? Yeah, same, same, but different. Totally. Because every single client, every single scenario is same, same, but yeah, different.
1: That's right. That's what I really like about it, too. Is like, I really like that if a client comes to us, we never say no. Mm.
0: It's like,
1: maybe not yet, or let's not do it this way, let's do it another way, but it's never a hard no, we can't
0: help you. Mm. That's what I really like. Yeah, yeah, knows, knows an attitude, right? Totally. Cool. As you reflect back on 2023, what is highlight? I mean, this year. is probably a, a chance here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some extra, some extra joy that you're carrying around. And yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. So back in July, I introduced yes. myself as living at home with my partner, Aiden, yeah. and our cat, Toast, and, yeah. <laughs> um, it's now my fiance, Aiden, and yeah. our cats, Toast and Felix. So I, f- I feel like I have to put that one in there because everyone says to me, oh, me and my cat Toast. <laughs> <laughs> I did go up a little bit of flack for that. yeah, but yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So yeah. we got uh, engaged in October. Yeah. So a bit over a month ago, which was really, really exciting. And now we're planning wedding. And yeah, it's and great.
0: Heading to the next phase of your life.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 Has
0: it changed the way you've got an outlook on life?
1: I feel like it has. And everyone, all my friends are engaged that say it's no different. It mm. feels the same. Me, I'm like, this is amazing. This is a such a great time to be in. Yeah. You know, living at home with my best friend and
0: yeah, Plenty. just
1: living life. You know, 24, we've got, I mean, we've got a bit of responsibility, but not really. Like, it's yeah. really good.
0: I see, you, you, yeah, you do enjoy life. Like, every time I speak to you, we've got this on the weekend, we're traveling yeah. here. I'm like, so busy. That's, that's an active social life that you, oh, that you have. Oh, man.
1: Yeah. Particularly, like, going into December. Yeah. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think I have a free second, <laughs> yeah. but that's okay.
0: It is. It's, yeah. a, it's a blessing to have a good social life, good friend network yeah. and good community around you. I think that's a, it's a real blessing. Definitely. Cool. as you, I mean your your progression over the year, your yeah, Client services. We're now yeah, transitioning. You're coming. You're doing your mm. diploma. or we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. That up, moving into the parabroking role. What's some of the things that are surprising you about this next phase of growth that you're in?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I am very quickly learning that <laughs> parabroking is not straightforward cookie cutter deals.
0: Yeah, and if you're listening, like, what what does a parabroker do?
1: Yeah. So yeah. Uh, as a parabroker. I help structure the deals for the broker, yeah. um, but I'm also doing a lot of like sitting in on client meetings. Yes. and as you're aware, and helping structure deals. But I'm learning very quickly that it's not straightforward. We've got a process in place, but it's not just a here's your borrowing capacity, your options, mm. and go from there. It's here's what you can do here, and here's what you can do with this, and here's what you can do if you close this credit card or yeah. you know increase your borrowing yeah. by getting a you know, increasing your salary. is yeah. so many variables and I like it because it's critical thinking. It makes me, makes me think.
0: Big time. Yeah, critical thinking is uh, like absolutely like paramount to this the success of this role, mm. right? If you're thinking in black and white, you're probably not going to succeed. You'll be fairly standard as a broker, whereas mm. the ability to think literally going, okay, here's the information I've got literally, like the confines of someone's financials, but then the ability to think laterally as well mm. is what really becomes that X factor, particularly mm. in that para or credit analyst role. Yeah, definitely. Because when you look at people's questions like, what if I did this? And what if I sold this? Or what if I took the equity out here? And then mm. has that impact my borrowing capacity here? So you're constantly like two or three steps ahead going, if this happens, then this. And if this happens, then that, for example, yeah, yeah. as well.
1: But also walking that fine line of not overloading people. Oh. It's a it's uh. a guidance role for sure. It's good. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I, th- I feel like I've been put in my place a little bit because I, <laughs> I thought I knew a lot. And then I stepped into this parabroking role and I'm like, oh my God, there's so much. But I'm loving
0: it. Yeah, yeah, nice. I think that's that's life. You got to be what are they yeah. cool? students. Always, we're always that's learning. Right. In always
1: life. learning. Yeah, yeah, it's a good
0: attitude to have. Yeah, definitely. Going into 2024, what's some of the big so, things that are on your list that you would like to achieve and put out there as well, for yourself?
1: Becoming a broker. I'm so close with my diploma. Yeah, I should have it finished hopefully at the end of the yeah. month. But yes, becoming a broker is. My number one goal, and then we are actually planning to go to America next year as well, which is our first overseas trip.
0: So exciting!
1: Yeah, so we're we're very excited about that. But it's been a long time coming. Yeah, we just have to bite the bullet and do it.
0: Yeah, what have we yeah. said about making that decision? Just book the tickets.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And it actually made me think the other day about opportunity cost. You know, we're having to borrow a little bit more money
0: oh. so that
1: we can go to this. Yeah, America trip. But I said to Aiden the other day, it's definitely an opportunity cost, and he he said to me, he's like, "That's made up word. You just make that up." Then I'm like, "No, no, no. It's it's real. It's, a,
0: it's actually a real economic term. It is. Yeah. It is.
1: It's like you know, if we didn't get LMI, we wouldn't have been able to buy our second home. Yeah, that's an opportunity cost.
0: Yeah. He's
1: like, oh, okay, straight off. <laughs>
0: yeah, I like it.
1: But yeah, we're just making it happen. I'm I'm sick of waiting." Sick of waiting for the right time because there's no right time. It's like buying your house. There's no right time to do it. You've just got to do it when you're ready, not when you're financially ready or not when you're, you know, when the market's ready. If we wait for plenty gets to go down, we'll be waiting
0: for it. Right, we'll wait for the currency to work yeah, in your yeah, favour. Oh, we'll, we'll be waiting for a while.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We'll be married with kids and <laughs> we'll be in our 70s and we are oh, we better go to America now. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, it's a real kind of mantra that we've got, which is uh, yeah, you've got the ability to do it. What are we waiting that's for? That's right. Yeah, yeah. You wait for the ideal time. It's never going to be perfect. You One of the, I mean, a big part of your role has been client services. Uh, yeah. What that generally means is, when a loan submitter taking that, you know, guiding a client all the mm-hmm. way through to their loan settling and, and, and beyond. What are some of the mental blocks that you've seen or people have these barriers around getting mm. the loan or approval? Because it is, it's one of those roller coasters, it's peak stress levels. So cortisol picks up when, you know, people are waiting and sweaty on the bank. You know, sometimes we're sweating on a bank, uh, delivering yeah. on an approval, even though we know, hey, look, it's a done deal. Mm. It's not our word that counts for it. Who's going to give them the money and everything can change. So the banks don't get back to us on a Friday, and so Friday afternoon, still no call and we're all, Sweating as well, cooling offs, for example, mm-hmm. or you know, someone else trying to make an offer on, you know, it's it's, it's going under contract. What's well, some of the things you've picked up, and I'm talking really around human behaviour and, and I guess the psychology mm. around that time trend.
1: It's definitely control. I mean, I totally get it personally because I'm a very type A person. Mm. To give control to your broker, to give control to your conveyancer, it's very hard for a lot of people. Yeah, it really is a human behavior that is hard to give up yeah i find i had um i'm actually guiding some of my friends at the moment to buy their first home yeah and i i had to say to him i was like look i just want to let you know from here on out basically it'll be me talking to your conveyancer and your agent and it'll be us three parties talking in the background pretty much won't come to you we'll come to you for questions and instructions but you basically just let us sort it all out and he was like But at the end of the day, you guys are the professionals. You do this every day. I don't do this every day. Go for your life. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that was hard for him, but it is, you know, it's what you have to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean – and. Out of all people, it picks out, you know, I usually say it picks out friends or family when things are off the rails as well. Totally. Again, it's how we, how we handle it and how we step up that usually you know, defines a client experience. But you're right. Like most people, that you know, you think about it, kind of layer a couple of things in here, with all the technology and all that we have, mm-hmm. it still takes a bank, you know, five or six days sometimes yeah, yeah. to give a decision that it takes a human calling a bank to go, hey, we need this bump up the queue mm. to get this review because it's time-sensitive, for example. Yeah. So there's – for all the bells and whistles that we have around processes, systems, technology, it's still a very human, high-touch type of operation, isn't and it? And
1: I think, too, it's the understanding that, you know, there is a human behind that application mm. and the knowledge behind what goes into that application. Like, you know, you would see it's not just a tick a couple of boxes and – submit a form. It is so much work that True. goes into the pre-application that then somebody has to review. It does take a couple of weeks' time. You know, you think about it, it's a massive purchase. Mm. Sometimes people are borrowing up upwards of $500,000. Do you really think the bank's just going to give it to you for free? Like, yeah. they need to do everything that they can. It's, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things is knowledge on what actually goes into getting mm. a mortgage.
0: Yeah, well said. Well said. What's some of the other things that have kind of surprised you about coming going through the last year and mortgage broking as well? Oh
1: a, a thing that I see quite often is people don't have a basic understanding of what a loan is. Particularly first home buyers, even people
0: that have owned homes before. Yeah. And not. I mean understand. it's about property investors where they've I'd say they've almost become accidental investors, yeah. not professional investors. Yeah, it's yeah. like, Oh, I know, I just bought a few properties and the loans are all over the joint and yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, I've had people come to me, they don't know the difference between an offset and a redraw. Yeah. What is an offset account? It's yeah. a redraw account.
0: Yeah. I'm not, there's not me laughing. It's just more yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The financial literacy. It totally. Is, is, without, with all due respect, it, it can feel quite low sometimes. Mm, yeah.
1: Totally. And I think, too, it's a lot of, um, you know, your family and your upbringing. And if you never had those conversations growing up, like if you're an 18 year old buying your first home mm. on your own. Yeah. And you've never had that conversation or your parents never had a mortgage, so they never needed to teach you about that or probably didn't know themselves. Yeah. It um, makes it very hard. But that's what I say to a lot of my friends. Before you buy, if you're not ready to buy yet, if you're still in the savings process, then do a little bit of research. Get some understanding behind you about, you know. How much deposit do you need? What's an offset account? Yeah. What kind of mortgage, a variable or a fixed rate? Yeah, Just the basic, basic things that you need yeah. to know before you go and speak with a broker. Yeah. And we're happy to guide you, but it, it does help to understand before you go into that meeting so that you are more confident when you're yeah. making that decision to buy.
0: Well said. Well said. I think mean, it's um, yeah, sage advice. And I'm glad you've, yeah, as a young person, you've kind of got into the market. I mean, we've we've shared your journey. So if you do want to check out Trends Property Journey, we'll include a link to that previous episode as well. But yeah, I guess the maturity that you've shown, you know, the number of clients that you've worked across, for example, is mm-hmm. going to put you in good stead for the next phase of growth in your professional life, which is mm-hmm. becoming a mortgage broker. And I think you're really going to speak to a certain segment, which is you know, young Australians, particularly females, like, hey, look, show me a way to get into the market, for example, mm-hmm. and you can lead by example and yeah. the dream of home ownership can be attained. It just means that there's something that's got to give in order to get uh, to achieve yeah. that as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. And one of my professional goals for 2024 is actually to launch a first home buyer course so yeah. that people can buy and it's in very early stages.
0: That's where every project starts. Like, yes, yeah. yes.
1: But it will be called the Gen Z home buyer course. So it's not it is for first-home buyers, absolutely, but it's not just specific to first-home buyers. I feel like you can't buy one house and know everything. Mm. Everything is a process. I've spoken to people who have bought before, and they would be more than happy to look at my course to buy the next property because there's so many variables, as we spoke about earlier, well but i will be launching next year. So that's, yeah. that's one of my goals is even if I can help one person buy their house with my course, I'd be happy. Just want one yeah. one
0: person. I'd say it's a very achievable task to say, "Look, Definitely, I'm going to help one yeah. person." The compound effect of that, though, is you, you help one person, that's going to then you know, then, you know right. it, piggyback to then help the next person, the next person. So yeah, I'm probably challenging you to say, "Think bigger." That's that's me saying. a girl, uh, (laughs) in terms of like, you've got all this knowledge that you're sitting on. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I think most people go, eek, like around marketing, for Mm. example. It's like, no, no, no. I got challenged around that, which was, hey, if you're sitting on all this knowledge, it's almost selfish to not share it. Absolutely. And that's where if you kind of reframe it through that lens, you go, oh yeah, if I can help more people and I know this stuff, why wouldn't I give my gift to more people that then can be the beneficiaries of it as well? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, it's a big project. I'm yes, chipping away at it. I think I said in my first podcast, you know, I don't do things in heart.
0: <laughs> yeah, correct. we well, are in the right place then because yeah, uh, we I'm, bite off more than we can chew and then we chew like crazy. Totally, right? totally. I'm yeah.
1: creating a course, I'm doing my diploma, I'm yeah. studying to be a broker, I'm yeah. g- Planning a wedding, it's- Planning a holiday. Hard. Yeah, planning yeah. a holiday. I feel like if I had one thing going at once, I wouldn't get anything done. I need like 10 things going.
0: Isn't but, it? If you want yeah. a job done, you give it to a busy person. Yeah, that's right. Say, and they'll get that's it done because right. they make room. But Trin, I to say thank you very much. I appreciate exactly. it. Um, I want to say yeah, your, your TikTok game and your Instagram game, <laughs> uh, it really sets the bar. Uh, so if you do want to connect with Trin, we'll include the socials there. Uh, again, this is not about- socials for ego it's not about a course for ego it's more going hey look we want to pass the pass the knowledge on we want to we share our uh, expertise with more people not from a commercial benefit um use the knowledge take it find your find your trusted team and tribe of professionals but if we can be some conduit on the journey to help you then that's mission accomplished for us too so i want to say thank you very much for tuning in Uh, As always, if you found this helpful, please uh, give us some feedback in the way of either review uh, or subscribe because that then means that we can then know that we're doing a good job and the listeners are, uh, are kind of signaling that this is hitting a spot as well. So thank you very much for your time and until next time, take care.